everybody good? Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. It is the Brahmin Movement. We are back. Uh, we're excited to be here. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. We are now streaming across nine different platforms and growing every day. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Thank you for everybody tuning in, watching us. We appreciate uh, everyone's support. Uh, I am Brantley Taylor, your host. I'm here with Miss David Jones and, of course, CT. Uh, we're related. We're kind of like brothers, but we just have the same parents. So, you know, we'll go with that. What he said. But no, we're getting right into it. This is a Rama movement. This is episode two of the Rebirth. We uh we decided to go in a kind of different direction, so we're continuing on on that path. Uh, it's been great. Got some great feedback. Uh, we've been in a good position, and we are introducing some exciting topics for you know gathering guests, uh, fielding information, and, and sharing more content. We want to grow this network. We want to do everything we set out to do in the beginning and we appreciate everybody so we're going to get right into it let everybody say what's up miss davette how are you how are you how are you i am blessed highly favored aligned and all about this money 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 big baby yes 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 it has been really awesome to help so many wonderful people this week this month this year and I'm just excited about the last half. I mean, goodness, we're in August now. Like, yeah. It's so crazy. Today is my 16-year anniversary. I have my insurance license. So. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Yes. Yes, and I'm super excited. It just gives me more motivation to keep doing this thing because it's my passion, it's my career, and it's becoming fruitful. It's becoming lucrative. It's yes. starting to pay off, and I thank God for that. Yeah, and the hard work is paying off. That's awesome to hear. CT. Yes. What's going on, man? Tell man, us about, I can't tell us call about it. what's going on in your world, sir. Man, there's a lot of positive things, you know. Uh, just, I guess I could say I'm blessed to have people around me who are trying to push me to a different level. Uh, have lunch with my homie, Brian, Red 5 crew, ABC crew. Uh, basically getting at me as far as what am I doing. And using my talent and talking about getting into a food vlog and all this different stuff and then to have a our uh, men's fellowship and if anybody's listening to this and you're in the Knoxville area watch out for our fellowships we have a good time good conversation but we're all here to motivate each other to do bigger things and better things but uh got my first little vlog action today and a little sneak action, but it's okay. You know, everything got filmed. It was good. Uh, shout out to Black Horse. Uh, Black Horse Brewery in Knoxville. Excellent, excellent brunch. Um, but uh, this is being pushed into where I am now about to start my blog. Uh, first one is going to get posted tonight. Uh, the name of this blog is going to be Fat Boy Problems. So be on the lookout. And... Uh, that's all I got for you right now, sir. You heard it here first. Fat boy problem. I did hear it here first. Hey, get <laughs> so, David, I like that. I like you, that. Uh, you put on an event last night. Tell us a little bit about that and yeah. how did it go? What was it? Uh, we so, saw the title. The event was Women, Wine, and Wealth. And we had a great little turnout. All of the ladies were business owners and, of course, they were good friends of mine and clients and a couple of prospects. So 
we really sat down and we talked about money from a female perspective. Okay. Yes, money, money, money. Oh, yes, I busted out the money gun. I was shooting money guns at them. Make, make it rain. I made it rain on them. They were a little shocked and surprised. I was like, see, there you go. You're dealing with the money blocks. You see money coming at you. You don't know how to act. Right. I'm supposed to drop it low. Right. <laughs> Get it in. You know, but... It was really good because we took a different perspective from it. I think a lot of, this is a male-dominated industry. Yeah. So everything that we know about money is usually like, well, your dad tells you you're supposed to save money. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to spend money. You're supposed to have budgets. And you're supposed to, and women don't necessarily flow in that. We are the more of the creative. You say you want dinner done, and you're like, I want fried chicken. Well, you don't know if she does a buttermilk um, based on that, or, you know, if mm. she just gets a brown paper bag, if she's using flour Old and school. almond. Oh, Exactly. Did she do egg and milk, or right. is it just, you know, all of these things, what's the size they go along with it? Is it going to be macaroni, and we're going to have some broccoli, or we're going to do rice? Peas and mashed potatoes. Peas and mashed potatoes. But all of these different things, <laughs> she goes through a process. To create. And she loves that creative aspect of it and the planning and the thinking and just seeing how that all rolls through. And that's how we as women move in a different fashion. Men look at it from, well, this is the goal. This is the objective. Get it done. And a lot of times when they're like, you know, I've got to figure out how to put all these things together. Mm -hmm. It could be a little daunting and challenging. But women, that is our... We we are the creators. We are the divine creators. Mm-hmm. And everything within us comes out of us and we make it a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. So the same thing is true with our money. So we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about um, visualization. We talked about money blocks. We talked about um, ways that we can just get aligned with our goals. We t- talked about our divine feminine energy power. We talked. We created energy sitting at the table. We talked about money spells. We talked about all the things that would really make us want to embrace money as a beautiful and loving thing, not just something that is a cold, hard, green piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So we definitely had a great time having that conversation. And we also, of course, you know, you go to most seminars. Well, you sit there and you listen. At the end, you get to ask questions. We had that dialogue. It was like, wait a minute. Can I interject this? Or, you know, what are your affirmations about money? And let's share those. So we got to have a roundtable discussion and really talk about what is working within the other women in the circle so that it would help us to feel empowered, one, because you're not the only person that's doing it. And two, to know that you actually have sisters that are in this battle with you and they look at the same money situations Mm -hmm. as you do. Not yeah. because, well, my daddy told me I'm supposed to save money here and put it for retirement and I'm going to have X number of dollars when I turn 65 and 70 years old. But right now, I can't get my hair done. I can't get my nails done. I got to sacrifice. You know, that does not appeal to a woman who, of course, wants to look beautiful for you guys. And, and I don't think that appeals to anybody that's practical. Uh, I, did, I did grasp on to your post mm-hmm. and, you know... I like that. I don't know who coined it, but it's great. Gold friend. Yes, yes. That was like... That is Tasha. Tasha came up with the gold friends. We don't have girlfriends. We have gold friends. Right. And that's so impactful because even from that, you know, today, instead of just posting a picture on Facebook, which of course I did and said, you know, thank you all for coming out. But I actually shared one of my affirmation audios that I listen to on a regular basis. And I sent that out to all of the ladies and was like, here, 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I'm listening to. Like, let's continue to be proactive and keep the same energy. Right. And let's not just look at it and was like, well, that was one conversation. No, let's make sure that this is a movement. So I definitely was excited mm-hmm. about that. I'm super I'm grateful about being able to create a practice that aligns with that. One of the things that I am looking to do next is to get my financial therapy certification because it's really important, I think, when it comes to money that people recognize that there's a whole lot of anxiety. There's a whole lot of, yes, yes, money blocks, and people don't know why they don't like money, whether it be from money's the root of all evil, or do you have some McDonald's money, or, you know... There's just not enough money. There's not enough. That's one that's being told, and it's amazing, um, you know, forgive me for jumping in. No, please do. But that's one of the ones where people are like, okay, if it's important to you, you find enough money to do it. Right. But somebody else requests that of you, that's too much money. I don't have enough money to do that. See, people can be rational... When it doesn't appeal to them. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's a block as well. Just no, You're absolutely right. And we even remember the post that we put up not too long ago. That mm-hmm. was like, crackheads can find money for crack. Right. Alcoholics can find money for liquor. Right. So, sure. you know, can you find money for your business? Can you find money for your, um, your ventures and your even legacy. for your retirement, your legacy? Can you find money for that just the same? And you got to have that same level of obsession if it means that much to you. Right. So, you know, it was really cool. We did a fun exercise. Uh, you know what? If y'all give me like 30 seconds, I'm going to see if it still works on the guys, okay? Okay. All right. So, what I want you to do is rub your hands together like this. Rub your hands together like this. Okay. Okay? Now stop. Do you feel tingling? Open your hands, Brandon. You, you know why you don't follow. You feel a little tingling? Mm-hmm. Okay, rub it again. Rub them again. Rub them a little faster. Okay? Now stop again. Are they hot? Open your hands, man. What are you doing? Why do you not want to do this right? <laughs> I'm a dude. Okay, were they hot? <laughs> okay. Alright, do it again. Now, what you're doing is you're creating energy. You right. are focusing your intentions on everything that you want. So mm-hmm. now, now that you know how that you can physically create energy, ask yourself, what do you want? And say it to your hands. What do you want? Do you want love? Do you want money? Do you want a million dollar bank account? Do you want, do you feel that tingling start to roll through your whole body? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. So being able to help people to see that you can be aligned and folk that's what you want. And you right. want to be able to tell your body, this is what you want. <laughs> this is where your mind wants to go. And being aligned with the things that you want so we don't end up constantly being at, Napoleon Hill calls it drifting. Right. Like you always, every time somebody talks to you, you know, I'm, I'm going this direction. I'm going, focus mm-hmm. on what you want. You created the energy. You know what you're focused on. Mm-hmm. Now that you've got that energy in front of you, Keep it there and, and manifest it and continue to allow it to grow so you can have literally what you want. Don't let all the distractions and the drifting get out of the way. So we had a good one with that one because it just to see it in the women's face. I could see mm-hmm. it on T- CT's face. You silly. I could see it. He was like, I do feel that kind of tingling mm-hmm. yeah, in me. It's, 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 and it moved through your body was yeah. like. This is for real. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, pour up, pour up. Yeah, there's a little bit of different work in there. I mean, but that is that is awesome. Maybe, I mean, yeah. golly, that is great. See, 
And this is what we're doing, you know, in the ramen movement. And thank you for sharing with that. We want people to know, like, this is active. This is not a thing that we're just, hey, let's do a podcast and not do anything else. Like CT shared about the men's fellowship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, helping people out in any way we can. We all like to get involved. And that's something we want to help everybody else. Uh, We put out a post this week about sharing and, and getting guests. We'd love for you to highlight your business. Uh, feel free to respond, and once we post the audio for this podcast, be sure to leave your contact information and get back in touch with us. But again, thank you all for tuning in and sharing with us. Uh, we wanted to share a little bit about our weeks, and I think that went over well, but uh, kudos to Sir, everybody. I don't remember you really engaging and talking about your week. Didn't you? You you yeah. had a little blessing this week. Am I am I right? No. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I am uh, Tell the uh, proud to say uh, I don't know how many people saw it, but you know, I do my own little ads. Yes. For my business on my page, you uh-huh. know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of in the group that I work in, you know, with my teammates. Uh, it's called a little bit of traction. So I'm actually doing okay. an interview um, and this is going across the U.S. and Canada. I'm proud hey, of that. You know, hey. seven, yes, 7 yes, p.m. Yes. tonight. Uh, I'll be sharing it on my page, of course, starting to watch part. I can't so wait to listen to everybody it. Everybody, feel free to tune in. But we want to share that mission of Something living a healthy you, life. Yeah. And what's your hashtag that you use for your business? Uh, one of them is healthy shouldn't be hard. Uh huh. And then thirty days, then forever. Uh huh. And then the last one for the legacy. Yes, that, that is correct. Every move we make, and that's again a holistic thing that we stress here, is it's not just you know I want to be rich, but it's one I want to have a legacy that outlives me. But we still want to stay here as long as we can. So Absolutely. we take care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, the the men's fellowship, you know. You're right. They've just see. They this is why we're a team. We love my legacy. Just expanded this week. I'm proud yes, to try to lead it. Yeah. I'm proud of my my daughter. She came through and had another little one, and she's doing well. De'Ara Camille. Yes. It's it's now on record. She's here. Uh, she she's a big baby. She's very happy, and that's all we care about. She's at home. Mother and baby are doing well. But it got you know got us all to thinking about legacy and like we have to be making positive moves for work to outlive us. You know, in the event that something happens, I'm still going to have an impact on her life, Amen. and that's what I'm proud of. Uh, that's what we strive for. We want everybody. You know, your we want your activity, your systems, your money, even. To live to the mm-hmm. fourth or fifth generation. Right. I mean, if right. not to be divisive, if they can do it, why can't we? I mean, Definitely. I think that's where we get a misnomer of, oh, they had, they had, it had to start somewhere. Absolutely. And it starts with us. And so I appreciate that. Yeah, excited about how my legacy's grown. Uh, excited about these opportunities in business. Uh, got a couple of professional things going on, personal things in my home life as well. We've decided to put our house on the market. So, looking into that. But things are going like a thousand miles a minute, but you have to stop and remember, yo, this is what you prayed for. Amen. So, Amen so to don't, that. Don't get all bent out of shape and, and freaking out when, you know, things start happening mm-hmm. the way they're supposed to. It's like, this, this is what you're here for. Right. This mm-hmm. is what happened. So, that being said, it's, it's time to jump into it. I think we all had great weeks. 
We're excited. It's action-packed this week. Action. If you have your, um, let's just say sensitive ears, probably should stop right now. Oh. Because... Okay. You know, we, we are... We about to get grown. Right. We are having grown people things. Uh, get you another glass and relax and, and, and chill in. And we'd love to hear your feedback after we... But we're going to go into the topics for the week. And we're going to slide over to CT and let them give the intro. And then we'll, we'll all file in from there. But this is going to be great. So thank you guys for hanging in. And here we go, CT. Bring us in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Spice of Life. We're going to talk about some topics here, and we switch it up a little bit because, you know, we focus on business, but we got to like to talk about real-life situations as well uh, in this here uh, podcast. So, our first topic is going to talk about the alliance that has just been formed by uh, one of our favorites, Mr. Jay-Z. First black billionaire rapper and the NFL. They are coming together to do a little bit to try to help, quote unquote, the community as far as the things that are going on and trying to bridge this gap. So, me personally, haven't read a lot on it, just knew it happened by reading, go swiping through your news and everything. You swipe by, but you don't stop and really pay attention to it. So now what we want to know is, what are your thoughts about this merger? Is it helpful or is it going to hurt the community? Is it going to hurt everything that Kaepernick had started and what he stood for? Now, one thing I can say is this morning I was on Facebook and it was this Muslim guy. He was on there talking about it and he made some valid points. And one of the points he made is, we shouldn't be as a community waiting on someone like Jay-Z to get change done. Okay. It's something that has to start with us and it has to start on a local level as far as us making this change and seeing what we want. But do you think Jay-Z will hurt or hinder what is going on right now as far as with our situation with police and everything else that's going on in the world? Mm, mm, mm. You know what? I really, really, really wish Bradley would chime in on this. Um, as a woman, I'm not necessarily the biggest sports fan, but I do have an opinion from a business standpoint. So, Bradley, please share a little bit of information. All right. Let me know how you feel. So it's not, you know, like like CT said. I mean, I am definitely a fan of the artist. Um, not so much a fan of the corporation that he chose to align with. Don't get me wrong. I'm a football fan. Okay. But I saw a clip that gave me pause about let's move beyond the kneeling. Mm-hmm. Because there has not been any change. Right. Which goes to the point CT was making you know, and I'm I'm trying my best to take a wait and see approach. Mm-hmm. That's cost me in life, that's helped me in life, but I still stick to my guns of taking a wait and see. I'm not gonna go off the deep end and say Jay Z's this or Jay Z's that, but it does give me pause to hear some of the comments. And again, like people say, it's chess, not checkers. Right. Maybe there is an end game. Sure. But on the surface, it doesn't look well because. 
again, nothing has changed with respect to police brutality. Right. You're getting control of the artists selected, which will most likely come from your company for certain NFL events. Gotcha. Right. It's not helping the activism component. Right. That, sure. And that's where I have the pause and the reservation of saying, oh, this is great. This is. But in the same, and I have to say that in the same, I'm not going to condemn. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is an end game. I'm hoping there's an end game. I'm hoping it's first, let me get my foot in the door, and then I can create some real change. Gotcha. As I see it now on the surface, looks like a money move. And mm-hmm. that's that's something like, as a business owner, you can't knock, but as a human being, it means you got to look you at the You can't knock. Wait right. a minute. Got- now, this is my problem. <laughs> Now, this is my problem. Mm-hmm. If you don't have Jay-Z's money, how are you going to tell Jay-Z how to make Jay-Z's money? True. And this is where I see it coming from a lot of times. I mean, I even say it from my own standpoint. Right. When if you're not a necessarily a successful business owner, why would you try and tell me how to run my business? Not even in the respect of a lot of times we feel like the client is right or the customer is right. Mm-hmm. We are bending and adhering in order to do what we do to what? Make money from the client. Right. Correct. Yeah, but then in the respect of the client does not come in and check an email. The client does not have to deal with compliance. The client doesn't mm-hmm. have to deal with errors and emissions. The client doesn't have to deal with all of the any. And, but they have opinions about what we're supposed to do. Now, go back to Jay-Z and take it. Did anybody have opinion, a problem or opinion with Jay-Z when he was selling drugs to start Rockefeller originally? Correct. No. So even now, I think neither him or Beyonce have high school diplomas. So with that being said, no, very, no, <laughs> continue on. I told you we we talked out there about this, and I was like, change my mind, <laughs> <laughs> and I maybe I need to get off the fence. Continue on. But and then the respect of there has been money moves that he has been making strategically to mm-hmm. get to a certain place. At no point did he stop selling drugs just so he could benefit the community. Correct. He just found another way to make money off of the community, which was selling the rap music, which still talked about glorifying mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. So then he sold you all a concert. Then he married the baddest bitch in the game. And then he sold you all a concert at $200 a pop. And y'all did what? Well, Pay for it. <clears throat> y'all being... <laughs> Not <too. laughs> I, <was> like, what? <laughs> I, I mean, African-Americans. Yes, um, some. <laughs> And even still, when we even go back to the record sale, right? We was downloading songs and burning them off LimeWire and LimeWire. But we wasn't even paying for it, right? So now that we see someone who comes up and they've got melatonin in their skin, and we've got all of these now, especially if they're now that they're at a place where they are making X number of dollars, mm-hmm. we didn't have anything to do. Yeah, we we bought some Rockaway clothes or what have you. We supported a concert, things of that nature, but we did not do that independently on our own. Mm-hmm. There was still a big level of crossover, and he's been working with other markets, and he's absolutely been out here making his money mm-hmm. is there a place where we feel like we have put too much demand on jay-z to give us something not and not jc not jay-z not jay-z in in singular you know singling him out because you think about that dealing with we talked about the other week about t-pain mm-hmm. and the guy was like if you gave more money to this and why 
you make a valid point because then who who are we to dictate to them what to do with their money and what to do to make more money to that end? Uh, I think now, the biggest problem that we run into though with people of this stature is that we hold them to a different standard. Yeah. Because of what they're doing, which is not right at all. Because the thing about it is, they're first and foremost they're human. Right. And so they're going to make mistakes. They're going to do whatever they have to do to try to better themselves, but also the people that are following online with them. Which is not the right and thing to do. I mean, no, no. What I'm saying is, but, that's what that's human nature. You're going to take care of your people. But even still, remember but, when Meek was in jail, who bailed him out? Mm-hmm. Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Remember when Nipsey came out with that thousand dollar album? Now where everybody bought the he he, yeah. he bought a hundred copies of this thousand dollar. Mind you, Jay Z has been there for the culture, right. hands down. You know, he was making sure he's paying for scholarships. He was boycotting the Super Bowl, and I heard another conversation about you know he didn't want Jermaine Dupri to be able to take the same recording deal or to do the Super Bowl like he did last year. You know, because mm-hmm. they did it in Atlanta and they. He didn't want JD to do that. So he went in and he talked to him and was like, eh, don't do that. And, I, you know, you could have mixed feelings about that. Mm-hmm. But literally, when you say that you're a businessman, if you come to me and you tell me that, you know, somebody from State Farm sold you a term life insurance policy, then I'm going to tell you why the vision vault is better. Mm. Better get you one. Better get you one. But the reality of it is that level of cunning and me being able to show somebody that I can offer them something better and deter them from. I mean, it's not like State Farm has the worst term policies. Mine are still better. But being (laughs) able to say, maybe you don't want this or maybe I can negotiate a better deal and be able to do. I mean, there's still Mm -hmm. a whole lot of other backroom conversations. But I do know as a business woman that it is a deny it that it can't be denied that one there's not anybody whose business is not doing as well as mine who's gonna tell me what to do with my business. Right. And secondly, there is a level of cunning that comes along with business. And we with black people, we gotten so self righteous the way we want everything to be biblically. Mm-hmm. When Jay said that it's time to stop kneeling, he also had already comp- added a social injustice component. Mm-hmm. Everybody mad because it didn't incorporate cap. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to incorporate cap. There's no written law that says, well, you know, if you have social social justice in the NFL, it's got to include cap. Right. Sure. No, you're you're, you're, a, you're right on that. <laughs> it, I think, you went to it goes to everyone has this preference. Right. The, the way, way we I, think the way I'd like to see it done. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is, right. homie. And it it can't it can't become precept. And that that's. You know, you were talking biblical. That is like it, it happens in the church and it happens in life. Yeah. We have a preferred way of doing things mm-hmm. and we try to make it law in other situations. Yeah. It's like, you know, and again, this it's, is what drives me towards wait and see. Mm-hmm. I have what I have my knee jerk. I mm-hmm. I understand how I, you know, on the surface how it looks. But mm-hmm. again, you just said it. We're not privy to some of those conversations. Right. We're not privy to his mindset, to his end game. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and like, not sure if you, if you even asked him straight up, he would tell you. Yeah. You know, and that's part of like, business owners have to have savvy. They have to have cunning. Or you won't survive. You can't, yeah, you can't keep a competitive advantage. Now, mind you, half the people, now, this leads into your next conversation. Mm-hmm. So you want to go ahead and drop the next topic on us about your employer? Well... This one here is kind of crazy. 
Uh, we have a company, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a shell company here in it's in Pennsylvania, and they were having a rally for Donald Trump, and these were the choices that they were giving. You can come to the rally. You can use your vacation time, or you just don't get paid at all. It's your choice. Me personally, I feel like this is in some way a violation because they always tell you to separate work and government. If you do this on on time, on our time as far as work, then you're going to cause a problem. You mean but, with respect to protesting, right? That's, uh, that's anything political. Right. It's political. Right. But if a person chose to protest, that should be their right, and they should be able to go and do it. What do you feel about a company saying to their employee, these are your choices, you have to attend this, or you need to take vacation days? Because first of all, you should a company shouldn't have to the company shouldn't tell you how to use your vacation days. Those are vacation hours that you earned. So why are you telling me what I need to do with my vacation hours? And then if I decide that I don't want to go to this and I'd rather just work doing this, why don't you let me work? It's something that is very bothersome, but I want to hear your opinions. <laughs> I mean, just straight up, it's like I'm I'm less apt to do something when I feel like I'm forced to do it, and it's you know, as a little kid, you know, when you were told to do something you didn't want to do, you may have done it, but you didn't do it to your full strength or ability. But I don't think that plays into this. I think this is like you can't treat adults this way, and not like this is the tip of the iceberg. I think it's going to lead mm-hmm. to more problems. Um, you may get away with this in some spaces, but in some, you're going to make terrible business moves. I think it's not good. as a uh, Like, from a business owner standpoint, I think it's horrible. Now, do you think this is will lead to things that happen just like, in my mind, with Kaepernick? Because basically, that's what he's going through. The, his employer told him that this is what he had to do, even though it's within his rights okay. to do what he wants to do. But all you hear is, they're telling you you should do it. But as a person, you have your own human rights. So why should I do that? And he, right now, he's basically taking an L as far as the work front because he's not a, he's not being able to do what he wants to do. One interjection that we'll let David chime in because let's not forget he got a, a grade in settlement. The terms were not discussed. But he did get a grant which, you know, we know the whole settlement thing is everybody signs a, you know, non disclosure agreement and then nobody has to admit guilt. But why would you settle something if you were not guilty? But your thoughts. Can I just wanted to put that part in there, but your thoughts on the whole. And I think it goes back to like we had on our off-air conversation before. When you have the independence and the freedom, nobody can tell you where to go and what to do with your time. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing here is even with the Kaepernick, 
Well, he didn't necessarily have the independence of the freedom. He ended up having to sue and make a whole um, national or civil rights defense in order to be mm -hmm. able to get compensated for that. But a lot of the times when we're working for $15, $25 an hour, mm -hmm. you're faced with a very hard choice because... Right. Mind you, Kaepernick also probably had enough money stashed aside. Very true. He also has a family structure that maybe doesn't have a little melanin in their skin. So they might have also had a little money extra to help him with the lawsuit and to carry us on. Now, if you, CT, decide that you want to go to your undisclosed um, employer tomorrow and they give you these terms, well, you may be in a place where... I could be replaced, like, and I may not have enough right. family structure or financial structure mm -hmm. that's going to sustain me. Why I wanted to interject that in regards to, you know, the Jay-Z, I didn't expect you to throw the Kaepernick um, comparison in there as well, but Jay-Z, he is still under contract. He's writing contracts with Live Nation right. and these different, but he is creating contracts. He is making decisions of what he is and is not going to do. Right. And that's the difference between being a business owner and employee. The mm -hmm. employee, you have the limited options of what yes. you can and cannot do. As a business owner, you have a much greater options and you have to be able to strategically determine what you feel like is the best option for you mm -hmm. not for everybody else under the sun don't make me your superman i don't have to you know wear a cape and save black people all together i believe mm -hmm. that there is a problem that's going on and i believe i can approach it from this fashion mm -hmm. i think my, my brother once they put up a post earlier that was like you know first y'all tell us oh we want more black owners in the nfl and then we get one and was like oh no we don't want it like not that. like that you know make up your damn <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it's to that, it's back to your the reference in your book, mm -hmm. be the CEO of you, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people, you know, if you spend enough time working on being the CEO of you, something like that comes across your desk, I'm taking it without pay. Right. I won't be there, and I don't need to use any of my PTO, and I'm not there. Right. That's what I'm going to do. And being able to say that firmly, right. that's a level of confidence. Once you have been able to understand who you are, where you, you can walk in that confidence. I tell people all the time, I work in a male-dominated industry. I am a martial artist. I have a gun charge and a restraining order. And there are so many different things about me, but I still carry myself as a lady. I still wear dresses everywhere. I'm still walking around mm. in my heels. I'm still going to twitch and make sure that everybody sees my walk when I come into the room. <laughs> the reality <laughs> of the fact is, I know who I am as a woman mm -hmm. in a male-dominated world. And being able to recognize that and says, I may not do what everybody else does, but I know what I can do for me so it's it's one of those things where i definitely and mind you i'm a nas fan i have up until maybe two three years ago i didn't care nothing about jay-z until he did the 444 album i didn't care anything about him i forced myself to listen to that but i can respect where he comes from as being a businessman you have to make tough decisions Mm -hmm. That nobody else really understands. Because you can see farther. Yeah. You know, just you having conversations with different people. Like you told we we come here and we have a conversation at this table before we even get on air because we can't have it with everybody else right. in the city. Right. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. And that's last night. We had our gold friends. We uh -huh. had a separate entity. Other people may talk about it was so funny. I seen a post, it was so cute. 
where a chick said, I'm not about to argue with somebody who got boss, slay, savage on their shirt. Yeah. And that's so funny because people who are truly bosses and sad men, savages in the mm-hmm. professional world and slaying this business, they ain't walking around with it branded on them like it's just a, yeah. it is a lifestyle. It is not fashion. Yeah, that's all I want to say. <laughs> I'm not about to argue with anybody that can't get anything but a Facebook or Instagram account in their name. Yeah, there you go. I mean, what? Why am I? Why am I? And it's true. Why would he feed into how we feel? Right. Well, another and, black billionaire. Maybe he'd have a conversation with him. Right. Right. And that's where we have to, you know, temper, I guess, our expectations. So let's let's even talk about that. Black billionaire. Oprah didn't start her business or her school in the states. Right. She went to Africa because they wouldn't let her. Right. And that's the way I've heard it. Brian Gumble was going through this lawsuit because they wouldn't let him. There was a, Monique had all of this problem with Netflix because they wouldn't, you know, whatever. But now if he's saying, I think I have the strategic play to be able to get in here the way they weren't and to be able to push and maneuver. Y'all may not like it and y'all may not see it, but the yeah. reality of it is I'm hanging out with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates yeah, it's bigger on a regular you. basis. I got that. I've accumulated a team, a mass, and a structure mm-hmm. to be able to move along with that. And even still, if he gets a team, you know, one first of all, I thought all oh, y'all were supposed to be boycotting the NFL anyway. And every time I turn around, go back to it. Okay, so every time I turn around and I look up, all the guys still talking about their favorite football team and the Fancy Steelers, football. all of this good stuff. Yeah, you know, Cowboys, Steelers, and all this other stuff. They was at the, watching the Super Bowl, so. We, as people, individuals, have a nature to drift and go back and mm-hmm. forth. It was like, oh, well, I feel like this this day, but, oh, I found out that they're going to do this, so I'm going to go there. And we go against our own words. It's like it's a, we hear a little bit of something when we become very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the beginning, you're fired up. You, you, you're, I'm behind this, blah, blah, blah. But then something happens or a few weeks goes by where there's nothing said. And it just gets in your head like, you know what, it must not be that big a deal because I don't hear anything anymore. So, right. All right, we'll be okay now. So, and it's not due to limited access in this day and age. I right. don't believe it's it's a cognizant decision to, it's not a hot button issue. I mean, I think that's where it, it dies off when it's not going to get me the several shares or the several hundred likes. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't. I don't want to comment. I. I never really had a fire or a passion about being active about this. It. I knew it was something that could get me more views or more likes or more. Mm-hmm. You know, to see my content sure. at a later point down the road. And I think that's where we have the. And I'm sure somebody has said it before, but situational activists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Very much so. Right. Like. <laughs> Um, you got a few of those that are still alive on their last legs, but yeah, it's like now, now it's important. Mr. You know, Jackson with two of the. It's in the headlines. You got to so. get a perm if you want to be a net. You're right. Okay. You're right. <laughs> but no, you're you're absolutely right. And as much as we talk about with everything that's going on, police brutality is still a huge problem mm-hmm. in our community. Like the cops ain't letting up, they ain't slowing down. They are right. not. It's not even gotten hardly any better right. in the last five years since all of this really popped off. And they're not even. In, I mean, looking at five years from before all the stuff that was happening in Ferguson that made um, Kaepernick want to deal. Well, and then you have. I know a lot of times people in this area. Uh huh. Oh well, that's happening there. That's happening. 
It just happened down the road in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. The guy literally said, I'm not him. You need to open your ears. He was on his property. Don't think that was wrong. The cop still accosted him, ended up tasing him. Mm -hmm. And then it's on video. He went to his superior and lied on camera. Mm. Don't don't think you're going to win. You know, I, I, I hear people like that. Well, if it happens to me, I'm gonna get a settlement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like no. Nah, what does a settlement you, do? You might lose it? your life. Right. right. I mean, exactly. that, forget that. I mean, it's sad we have to have these conversations. But when I talk to my son, it's like, listen, son, in the event that you can't call me, get home. Safely. Get just get home. I I mean, hopefully you have time to call me. Can I call my dad? Mm -hmm. Don't don't. Well, no, he can't call his dad. He can always call his attorney. Right. So that is one of the benefits of having legal shields, which I also sell as well. Boom. But that says that any minor children who are on your plan, they do not have the legal right to call a parent. Even though they're a minor, they do have the legal right to call their attorney. So if they get pulled over, they can very easily ask the officer, can I call my attorney? And mind you, you know, if, even if you as adult men are in a police station and you're being questioned and the very moment that you say, I want to call my attorney, conversations change they stop yep they have to because you have invoked the right to be able to reach out now your attorney can then call you and say hey they got him over here on Asheville highway you need to go and pick up your son but they will also be on the line with them that's a level of being able to say are you prepared are we preparing our children correct and and mind you with all this police brutality we love seeing the videos. We keep sharing them on Facebook. Mm. We seen Kaepernick, he kneeled. Mm -hmm. Then we get mad at Jay-Z, but we're still not preparing our kids and having the conversations with right. them. We right. didn't get the legal shield or any type of attorneys. We're not having those little courses where people are able to say... What we, can I, can and not... What, what can, can I and and say how you and resolve not this? It's pretty much like the little story I just saw a minute ago on Facebook or CNN. This kid... Runs out the store for two dollar beer. Mm -hmm. Store owner follows him, and over Shoot. a two dollar bill, a beer, kills him. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know how old he was, and he maybe should have known right from wrong. But the thing is, if he was more prepared, like you're saying, yeah, maybe he wouldn't have made that decision. And well, and I have a firm belief that the. Because of our financial structure in our families, when we're talking about money and building wealth and saving money and things mm -hmm. of that nature, that leads to a whole lot of crime. Mm -hmm. And I actually said this in front of a step-up group, in front of a group of people who are ex-felons who mm -hmm. came in, and, and I asked them, I was like, was the reason why you committed crime is because your family didn't have money? Is the reason why you committed crime is because your mom was working two part-time jobs and mm -hmm. you had all of this free time during the day and now you felt like, well, I can just run the streets and I can make bad decisions with the appropriate people? Was it because your parents didn't include you in the financial decisions? Me and my daughter talked about it earlier today. I made a conscious decision to say, you know what? We should, like you and Brandy were talking about, we turn off the cable and we would be able to save that money and go to a cruise at the end of the year. And that was one of the goals that, you know, mm -hmm. we wanted to do. So we played board games and we still had our Netflix Hulu and things of that nature. Anyways, but we were entertained, but mm -hmm. we were able to eliminate that bill and use that money to use it for something else. But this was a conversation that we sat down with my kids and we said, 
this is what we're going to do. It's mm-hmm. not like, well, you're just going to do what I say. Mm-hmm. That's where I mean in the respect of are we training and we're talking to our kids because they are growing up in a time frame where things are moving a whole lot faster. Yes. Internet right. provides this information superhighway, so they're getting information a lot, lot younger. And being able to identify that, you know, maybe we need to be able to... Well, and that's fair because we are, in some instances, literally preparing our kids for parts of the world that don't exist anymore. Right. Like, you have to do this and this and this to succeed in life. No. Mm-hmm. You you need to... to all school is going to do is breed you to be an employee. Yes. That's that's all it's going to do. Read Outwitting the Devil. It's on YouTube. Listen to the recording. I swear it'll change your life. Please check it out. I mean, that's... Like, we have to change it. And I talk to my kids in that manner. What mm-hmm. kind of business do you want to start? Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, in the sense of... They need to understand you don't have to work for somebody. Right. They see me working, but they see I have my own business. And they see it growing. I don't... And I share, like you're saying, preparing our children... I share my shortcomings. Mm-hmm. I share, hey, I used to blow the budget when y'all were younger. And finally, I had that rock bottom moment when my wife said to me, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. If you are in charge, you need to be in charge. Right. And that's where, uh, I mean, we have to, and now it, we have to grow up in a sense. We have to hit that wall and we have to progress in that manner. So what you're saying, preparation is the key. Yeah, I mean, for the new generation, for the new right. world order to be able to acknowledge. I mean, and it even still goes to, too, I mean, everybody knows. I One of my biggest things is life insurance. Mm-hmm. Are, does the families of these people pass away, do they have a life insurance policy or are you just waiting six, three years right. before they actually get the lawsuit and the settlement and they are basically living in impoverished or taking little deals and doing TV shows right. and things of that nature. You know, that changes a person's lifestyle and makes you do some irrational, emotional decisions instead of just having the money there. It is so imperative. Like, I need to believe every single black man needs to have their own life insurance policy, not through their job. They need to be able to have that that will pay out to their family no matter what. And then their family can then make logical and that's the one thing about Jay-Z. I think he has enough money mm-hmm. that he can make calculated decisions. Right. When broke people make decisions, they make them based on emotional. Emotion, yep. And that is one of the things that we don't to, identify with. It leads you to believe. No, I won't say believe. But it leads you to wonder some of the videos you see are people, as bad as I hate to say it, provoking or trying to provoke a mm. reaction. Mm-hmm. Just like we say, and we know for a fact that when we have any encounter with law enforcement, they're trying to provoke us. Sure. It's their job. Are we doing the same, though? Mm-hmm. And that's where, like you said, Jay-Z's rich enough to make a calculated decision. You know, okay, if Gentleman X here makes that decision where I'm going to get shot in the leg and he ends up getting shot in the chest and dying... You know, didn't work out how you planned. Now look what you did. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, one of those caveats to insurance, if you're in the commission of a crime. Right. You're. Mm-hmm. But being able to recognize that there was no crime and this was police brutality or the, they were, the company would absolutely have to pay that back out. Right. And I mean, even still, when you look at, you know, 
some of the times the guys having a heart attack in the process yeah. of going through police brutality, that doesn't necessarily mean that they were committing a crime. That just mm-hmm. meant that they were detained. And I am a huge proponent of get those policies before they end up in jail. Don't call me right. when they get arrested and say, I want to buy a policy. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. Because to clarify that, it's if they are in the commission of committing a crime. So if they're robbing the liquor store right. and they get shot by the guy, then the insurance company won't pay out. If they are in jail three months later serving time and they get shanked by the dude in jail, then they get paid out. Right. Most right. people don't understand. They're like they mm-hmm. that's no, why I, right. I'm so worried is people only have a portion of the story. They don't look at them like, well, if you're in jail, you won't pay out. No, that's not true. If you're in jail, then they will absolutely pay out. Absolutely. If you're in prison, they will absolutely pay out. There's a difference between jail and prison. Yes, there is. <laughs> no, that, that that needs to be said too. And this is leading to like the the main topic for today, and this is how we round things out is persistence. Mm. You know, and I appreciate your tenacity. I appreciate your persistence and 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 preparing people. I mean, you know, I can't remember the company. But it was, the slogan was expect the unexpected. And I just don't think we do that. I mean, and I think to that end, myself personally, I examine whether am I prepared enough. Like, you know, April's coming next year. Mm-hmm. And with the extension of my legacy now, it's like, all right, do I go ahead and do something for all four of them? Mm-hmm. And not even bother, because... I love my kids, but I want to make sure my grandkids are definitely, you know, and they talk about that, like, in the Bible as far as you're not, you know, doing your work if you don't leave anything to you. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's your inheritance is for your children. Yeah. Children. And it's not, um, you know, that's one of the things, like I said, I appreciate your tenacity and your persistence, which is why I don't quit my business as well. And I, you know, I think things are starting to turn and work out. But we can't get satisfied. Sure. So back to the whole police brutality, whatever Jay-Z is doing, there's still a positive move. You know, whether... What culture. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I appreciate you bringing those points out because we still have to be, like you said, CT, persistent on the local level. You know, if you're going to call Jay-Z out at working with the NFL, mm-hmm. what are you doing with Mayor Rojero? Mm. What are you doing to help Calvin Skinner, Amelia Parker? Mm-hmm. I'm her treasurer, so. <laughs> we got one person helping. You know what I mean? And that, but it gives us, you know, reason and pause to think about. So, you know, like persistent in any issue is the key. I mean, how make sure you early vote. Make sure you early vote. Yeah, you please. have until the 27th. Make please. sure you early vote. Please early do. vote for Amelia Parker. She is doing an at-large seat. Vote Amelia Parker. They're, they're showing up in West Knoxville, just to let you know. Yes, I mean, and all yeah. over. It doesn't matter where you live in the city. You can vote for Amelia Parker. Um, city Council at-large seat seat. Persistent. Did you hear that? Persistence is the key. But in business, in life, um, you know, I'm happy, excited to see what everybody's got going on. But I think we wouldn't have reached this level if we were not persistent. No, I mean, not at all. You can't focus on um, the speed at which it's going. Mm-hmm. You can't focus on the opinions of others, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you have to have that fire that drives you to get up and do it every day. 
Absolutely. So, I mean, if you all could, just share a little bit out of your personal stories of, you know, what drives you to be persistent. I know we talk about our why all the time, but talk about persistence and how it's helped each of you in your, you know, personal endeavors as far as business and everything related. As far as persistence, man, I try to, with my good morning uh, message that I put on Facebook, I try to be persistent with that because I, at one time, was just like, you know, forget everybody, don't want to post anything, mad at the world because of the situation. It wasn't anybody else's fault, it was my own fault. But it got to a point to where you're putting all this energy into something else that you have no control over. So you might as well put that positive vibe out there. And you never know who needs that good morning. You never know who needs that message that you put up there. So why not get up there? And this is another thing that I try to do every morning. Well, I make it a point to do is thank God for waking me up because it could be otherwise. So I always say persistent and consistent with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I mentioned it a little while ago, the book Napoleon Hill did that was called Outwitting the Devil. Mm-hmm. And the are, are you familiar with the book? Do you know the book at all? I have I've heard the title, but I'm not familiar with the book. So please expand on that if you like. Well, the thing about outwitting the devil, it was originally written in 1938. Mm-hmm. It didn't actually get published until 2011. Now we all know Napoleon Hill is thinking grow rich. Yes. And he wrote this book that essentially talked about very same comics you were saying before that our school system is really just encouraging people to be employees. And that was true in 1938. Mm-hmm. Industrial Yeah. And yet, he didn't get the book. Mind you, they had to wait until he and his wife died because there was such a level of fear. That was the other big thing about it. He was speaking such good game. And there was a level of fear, of animosity, of backlash mm-hmm. that they didn't want to publish it because they didn't want that to fall back onto the family. Mm-hmm. In that book, he talks about one of the biggest things. It's a conversation between him and the devil. And it's really cool because, of course, he's an author. So he's mm-hmm. just for, he's writing it from the standpoint of what would the devil say in this particular situation. And in his, in his defense, he was saying the devil was saying that I own about 98% of the population. My opposition, meaning God, owns about 2% because we're not free thinkers. We drift off into other people's problems and situations and we don't stay focused and aligned. Mm -hmm. We don't have definiteness of purpose. We don't know how to transmute our sexual energy. That's a great chapter. Please read that chapter about the sexual energy. And being able to understand what it means to stay focused and aligned. And that's the number one thing that will keep you out of problems. Being able to walk in a level of fearlessness Mm -hmm. and not having a sense of what somebody else would consider a sin. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a sin to me. Right, right. I'd say until that end, just, you know, not to, to belabor the point. But how can a God that loves me unconditionally suddenly give me 70 million rules I have to follow or I lose. Mm. I mean, the whole time I'm not where you want me to be, God loves you unconditionally. Unconditionally, you are. Now, I've accepted that and there are conditions. So, when did that change? What changes that? You know, it's it's something we have to to accept and um, 
to to understand, but like the persistence being the the mainstay, you know, of our endeavors spiritually, physically, emotionally. You know, you have people that in my in my business with the product. Mm-hmm. Oh, I finished my first thirty days. Okay, you're done with your thirty days. How many do you have left? I got nine left. So, <laughs> were you persistent? Were you consistent? You know, and you ask these questions to see where they are. Like, right. are you ready to make this commitment? Because mm-hmm. it is something, it is going to cost you something. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows, like, it's simple economics. You only produce so much. Mm-hmm. So, if you want more of this, you have to do less of that. That's, that's it. There's a finite amount of production. Right. And we can't be stretched in all these different directions because we're not giving our full attention, our energy, our mm-hmm. time, our focus in order to make those things manifest in the way that they need to. Right. So the level of persistency is, I mean, everybody knows that I don't necessarily get out of bed until 11 o'clock every morning, but I may be up at 9 or 10 and I'm making posts and I'm checking my email and I'm mm-hmm. kind of gathering my thoughts for the course of the day and I'm also here until 8 or 9 o'clock at night. So it's a level of having a consistency of hours, being in front of my clients, having a consistency in posts, being able to reach out to people, being in, making sure that they recognize that these are the values and the things that we want to bring to the table to help yeah. your family. Whether I'm making money or not, I'm super persistent in that because I know that I tell people all the time, this is my ministry. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those things where, you know, I've just... Somebody told me, hey, you can make some money if you sell some life insurance. You're right. But it wasn't even in the way that I looked at it from when I got into this industry. I seen it as a way to help people solve a lot of financial problems. And hence, we created the Vision Vault to be able to show them this is all of the different components that go along with it that will be able to help you Mm -hmm. to live your best financial life. But if I am not going to be consistent, I'm not. I actually seen a post on my timeline today. That said, it was like a year, one of those memory posts on mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh-huh. It was a whole year that I hadn't paid the policy premium on my life insurance policy. But my policy was still in force. Still got that policy to this day. Back to paying premiums now. But when you have hard times, you want to be able to have a policy that's right there for you. A lot of people don't even have or haven't even bought right. some of the things that they're selling. Right. They're not that, cons- they're, they're not even that um, committed. To their product. Yeah. I commend you because you see all your videos every day. One, mm-hmm. you're doing your, your commercial videos every day and they're so phenomenal. Just like, I'm so great. I'm so glad that you're doing that. You are doing an amazing job with that. I appreciate that. And that's something I was allowed to to share my testimony to because actually from one of those commercials, somebody was like, so do you just do that every day? Or is this, I mean, are you... I mean, I was really called to task. Like, are you just putting on or is this something you do? Does mm-hmm. it really make a difference? And it was so fulfilling to be able to say, I am a product of the product. Every day. It's not something that, it's a lifestyle change. This that is, is definiteness of purpose. That is literally what he talks about. Definiteness of purpose. Right. Knowing what you want. Being aligned. Staying focused on your goals. Having a direction and everything else can just fall by the wayside. It doesn't mean that your problems aren't problems to me. Mm-hmm. It just means if they don't line up with what I'm doing, then I have to bless you and let it go. I just got to stay focused. I have to be aligned. Right. I have to make sure that I'm staying on my path. And then when I hit 
the billionaire status and I decide that I want to pay off all of the student loans in Morehouse or Spelman, then I will have the opportunity to do that first. But one thing that I did learn a long time ago is I am of the mindset of get rich first. Yes. Philosophize and, later. And you talked about that and that's what um get rich where first the persistence philosophize later. So that being said, that's a great word for the week. But if you have another one, go ahead and give it to the people. Money, 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 money. Oh, y'all heard that one. (laughs) But no, um, as far as my, my word for the week, you know, figure out what you want. Align your goals, you know, do the energy exercise, but really think about what your goals are. Write them down, write them down in the present tense. I am, I want to have, do your visualization exercises, But make sure that you focus on what's important to you. This world will drag you left, right, up, down. And the reality of it is that's not your mission. That's not your purpose. That is not what the Lord has called you to do. So do not let people get you off of your task. Stay focused. Stay aligned. Stay blessed and get money. Get money. CT. (laughs) Um... What I want to say today is my positive outgoing as far as the podcast is, man, look, everyone has a place that they want to go. Everybody has a vision. It's time for you to hold on and catch that vision and ride that wave and do what you got to do for yourself. Um, A lot of things we defeat ourselves because we overthink and we're always overanalyzing things that we want to get done. You have to get like Nike and just do it. And that's one reason why Fat Boy Problems blog is coming. So I hope you're ready for it. It's going to be a good time. Great. We look forward to seeing great things from each of you. I mean, I get so empowered by the compliments every week. Everybody puts in content. Uh, Y'all will be surprised like what we hear off air that people are listening and tuning in. So thank everybody that listening in. Thank everybody that interacts. Uh, check for the audio on the website. If you're ready to be a guest, we'd love to highlight your business, give you a chance to show off what you do and also add content. Uh, what I'd like to leave everybody with is start with gratitude. Be thankful, mm-hmm. you know, for where you are. Um, and I'm not saying it to anybody that is not you know, where they want to be. And I'm saying it to everybody because I too have to take this stance. There's a lot of things going on in my personal life, but I've learned to tell myself, just be grateful. Get up. Mm -hmm. Hey, when your eyes open in the morning, it's a blessing. You know, I mean, 107 people die every minute. Not to be morbid, but Mm. your number's coming. So be thankful when you have that opportunity. Be grateful. Come from a, a place of gratitude. And honestly, you'll find... If you stay in that place of gratitude, it'll even be hard for people to be mean to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the Bible says when a when a man's ways please the Lord, his enemies will even be at peace with him. So that's something to think about going forward in this week. Consistent, be persistent in that. Like, you know what? I'm gonna just do right. I'm gonna do good. Now, you will have the outliers. Let's just be honest, some people have that way. But uh, we thank everybody for tuning in. Be persistent in everything you do. If you're going to do it, do it wholeheartedly. Uh, thank you, Miss Davette. Thank you, CT. We're looking Woo! forward to the blog. Make sure you post it tonight with links 
Look for it on the ramen movement page. Check our page out. Yeah. Attention all business owners. Join our group. We started a group as well. Yes. So uh, there's a link on the page. There's a button. It'll take you straight to the group. So come on, join us. Everybody have a good week. This is us. We are out. Thank you again. Everybody have a good evening. Peace. Woo-hoo.